Welcome to the New Books Network. This is the Nordic Asia Podcast. Welcome to the Nordic Asia Podcast, a collaboration sharing expertise on Asia across the Nordic region. My name is Anumita Goswami and I am a doctoral researcher at Ampere University. My research pertains to social media infrastructure, disinformation and fact-checking in India. And today we are here to discuss about the perils of fact-checking in the country. To do that, I am joined by one of the co-founders of altnews.in, a prominent fact-checking organization in India, Mr. Pratik Sinha. He, along with his fellow co-founder Mohammed Zubair, were deemed favorites to win the Nobel Peace Prize this year by the Time magazine for fighting disinformation, misinformation and hate speech online. The magazine, while describing them, wrote, Journalists Pratik Sinha and Mohammed Zubair have relentlessly been battling misinformation in India, where the Hindu nationalist BJP party has been accused of frequently stoking discrimination against Muslims. Sinha and Zubair have methodologically debunked rumors and fake news circulating on social media and called out hate speech. With this illustrious profile in mind, I'd like to welcome Pratik to the podcast. Welcome, Pratik. Thank you, Anumita. Thank you for having me here. I remember hearing about Alt News around 2017. At that time, the area of fact-checking did intrigue me. So my question to you would be, how did you become interested in fact-checking and did you have any previous links with it? I have been a consumer of social media information, especially the political kind of information since 2013. I was not in India till 2013. 2013, I came back and I helped in establishing a website called Truth of Gujarat, which was largely maintained by me, my father and my mother. Uh, That is when I also started reading a lot about politics and consuming a lot of information through social media, what people were writing, what people's opinions were, etc, etc. Social media has been one of my major sources of news information. Different people consume news in different ways for me. Social media has been one of the big sources of consuming news information. While doing that, I came, started coming across images and videos which were being claimed to be that pertaining to the Indian political context, describing some something that is happening in the present and because I have been trained as a software engineer I have some skills which where one can sort of backtrace an image backtrace a video and things like that those are some things which I knew how to do and I started doing that back in 2013-14 and found that some of the images and videos were misleading and I wrote about it on Truth of Gujarat so that is when I first started looking at uh, misinformation, disinformation. Uh, of course, did not have any understanding of the issue as I have it today. But as time progressed, starting from 2014, and I, as I spent more and more time on social media, I realized that this was a real issue in India and across the globe. An organized effort was needed to, to deal with the issue. Since you started, there has been a lot of developments in the fact-checking field. With respect to India, how has the field evolved since you started Alt News? We started off in February 2017. Before that, there were two organizations which were doing fact-checking in India. One was Boomlai, which had started just three months before Alt News started. And then there was another one which was much older, that was SM Hoaxlayer. 
I don't recall when uh, SM Hoxley started, but I would say at least a year, year and a half ago, or maybe more, I'm not sure, but at least a year, year and a half before Alt started. SM Hoxley was mainly looking at misleading images, and then Boom Live came in. When we came in, because uh, both Zubair and I are from an engineering background, we brought a different skill set to the arena of fact-checking, and we started looking at webs people who are running disinformation campaigns, not just disinformation, but we also started looking at people who are running disinformation campaigns, using digital forensics, online forensics to figure out who's doing what and things like that. And I would say that we took fact-checking to a different level in India. Of course, now a lot of people have caught up and many people are doing sort of very good fact-checking in India. I'll go into the sort of the quality of fact-checking a different question. What has also happened is mainstream media has jumped in into the fact-checking arena. Now, that is where they, you know, mainstream media is being a bit selective when it comes to fact-checking. They are not fact-checking prominent people. I'm not saying that it is not needed. I'm, you know, all in all, it's a good thing that organizations like India Today, Jagran, etc. have gotten into fact-checking, but I can also see that their fact-checking reflects their journalism whatever journalism they are practicing, the fact-checking part of that reflects their mainstream journalism. That is, they are avoiding talking about certain individuals and certain issues. They will not fact-check certain individuals. So that way it is selective. And as you said, since you started, a lot of media organizations which you named, which are prominent and mainstream media organizations like India Today uh, in English and Jagran in Hindi, have joined the fact-checking arena. But still there is a refrain amongst journalists in the mainstream media to talk about fact-checking as a separate genre or a new genre in journalism and they say that we have already been doing that in our own story so how would you respond to that statement so I disagree with the statement. I disagree with the essence of the statement when they say that we already fact-checking our article. That is not something that even needs to be claimed. If you're putting out a journalistic article, you obviously have to fact-check what you're putting out. Here, we are not contesting that. We are saying is that this is a new age. They Journalists have been doing journalism in a non-social media age where the issues that plague this present age were not there. And journalism as a discipline should address any new upcoming social issues you cannot and right now there's a social issue with the information industry itself see journalism is used to addressing social issues which are outside its domain okay water is not coming education is not happening health is not happening they will go and report it but now we are in an age where there is an issue with the journalistic industry itself there's an issue with the information ecosystem which the journalistic industry belongs to and one has to now look within themselves and address the issue what is the issue that with the advent of social media companies, information, journalists are no longer the gatekeepers of news information. Anybody can put a post on Facebook or create a TikTok video or create an Instagram reel and that can become the source of news. Now, the question is whether that piece of information which people are thinking as it being a source of news, is that accurate or not? And that is an important question to deal with. That is information that is considered as news, but it is actually not news. It is false information. And that has to be addressed. And the only and the easiest forum to address that, there are multiple forums to address that, but the easiest forum to address that is through journalism. By journalism saying that this news is not news. This information is false information. And that is where there are certain sections, especially old school journalists who are not able to realize the need and urgency of doing this that is saying again and again that this piece of news is not news 
And since you have, as I told, that journalists refrain to accept, this is one side of the problem from your own industry and the community itself. But there is also another community that is the public. And I know you are no stranger to threats and other things. But apart from that, what are the general problems that you have faced as a fact checker and as a fact checking organization in India? As a organization and as an individual, the problems are multifold. Number one, it starts with the fact as to what is the range of stories we can do. There's very limited access to public information. So, for example, if you want to do database stories, data journalism, it is very difficult because you don't, there's very little transparency of data at this point in time. That is issue number one. Issue number two is something which is not journalism related, but it is actually the business of journalism. And in India at this point in time, most of the advertiser-backed journalism outlets they are heavily influenced by what the government wants to peddle as an editorial line because the government is influencing the big corporates that is the advertisers and the advertisers are in turn influencing the editorial line we have chosen a business model that is based on contributions that is individuals contribute small amounts of money and that is how we get our salaries now there's a limitation to one such model especially in a country which has a low per capita income and not much disposable wealth there is sort of a ceiling in terms of how many contributions, how much contribution an organization can get. And that ceiling will also define the ceiling as well as the growth of the organization is concerned. So this is a business-related issue. How much can an organization grow? We want to do multiple things. We want to work on issues of privacy. We want to work on issues of hate speech. We want to work on education. But as one of the founders of the organization, I'm constantly dealing with the question of how big can we grow and what is the size of the organization that, that we can sustain with the business model that we have chosen. So those are other issues. And beyond that, of course, there are issues which have to do with fact-checking powerful voices in the country and with India increasingly going towards a, taking an authoritarian turn, it becomes dangerous to start fact-checking, to fact-check, to upset people in power. And we have had to face a huge brunt of doing that with cases being piled on you know, another co-founder that's moments where had defamation cases as well. So those are, that is the other side of fact-checking of, which is how do you do fact-checking, which is essentially telling people in power that what you're saying is not the truth and survive in this democratic phase that the country is going through. That brings us to the question of Zubair. Zubair is also one of the co-founders of Alt News, was recently arrested and is out on bail. What was the case actually about? I can't go into the details because uh, this is, you know, the case is ongoing. It is not usually appreciated that cases which are ongoing should be spoken about in the legal fraternity. So, but I can tell you what he's charged with. He put out a tweet in 2018, which was a picture from a movie, which was shot in 1983. It basically showed that there was this hotel, which is called Honeymoon Hotel. It had been renamed to Hanuman Hotel. Hanuman is a Hindu deity. Zubair put with a comment before 2014, after 2014 or something like that. That was the basis of the first complaint and that is why he was arrested for just putting this one picture from a 1983 movie, claiming that this is going to disturb social disorder, whereas it had a, it hasn't disturbed social disorder in over 40 years. And then they started mounting multiple cases. There was one organization called Sudarshan News. We had fact-checked some inf- and they regularly put out disinformation. We 
they are known to put out disinformation and so Zubair had fact checked something that they had put out they went and filed a case that again Zubair for fact checking them and police entertained that case and filed an FIR so somebody who's been arrested for putting out hate speech Zubair had referred to him as a hate monger they went and filed a case that hey this is defamation and then a case was filed against somebody who's been arrested for hate speech for calling him a hate monger if I was arrested so multiple cases were put one after another and all of this as one can be clearly seen as a the malicious attempt to target Zubair so those are in a sense the cases against Zubair at this point in time all of these cases have been shifted to Delhi and Delhi police are investigating it and we will know when things move forward this is a huge number of cases as you have described so how has these cases and these forms of intimidation if i may call that affected you and your organization in particular and the fact checking community in general in india see fact checking community in india in general as i said earlier is not really doing much sensitive stories except for one organization that is boom life other organizations are usually staying away from doing more sensitive stories so it has no effect on them because they are doing safe stories no effect i don't know boom life will have to speak for themselves as to whether this has affected them or not but uh, this is not just about the fact checking community it's the journalistic community in general alt news does not just represent a fact checking unit alt news represents an independent media organization and there are only few such independent media organizations in india these days so what happened with us and now presently the raids which have been made against uh, the founders of wire all of this is basically a message to the independent media organizations that you better behave all teams is not the only one who's being intimidated there have been various sorts of intimidations against other independent media organizations like news laundry news click and so on and so forth yeah the story that pratik described is about the wire.in which is an independent news organization in india they had put out a story regarding instagram which was later debunked and they have withdrawn the story and there was a defamation case filed against them with regards to the story so this is not only the form of intimidation you receive hate speech as well so what are their types and how do they affect you and what are the kind of threats in general you receive both zubair i have received death threats of course when you i got a phone call and uh, in very pure hindi i was told either you stop writing or we'll shoot you and my mother was also there when this call had happened so she knew that this had happened at least temporarily it has a chilling effect that you know somebody is giving out that death threat i can't speak for zubair but i know that it also affected him temporarily and there's also fear for the family not just yourself fear for the family as well but in the long term threats the trolling all of that is negated by the extreme amount of goodwill and that we see towards the work we do on social media people writing us the sweetest of emails uh, donating to what we're doing we are right now a 100% crowdfunded organization we don't have a single grant at this point of time every salary is being paid because people are taking their hard earned money and donating it to us and that is how we are surviving so that also shows an extreme amount of goodwill for the work we're doing so that is how keep going forward knowing that the work that you do matters to at least so many people that they are willing to take their money and and ensure that our salaries keep coming 
continuing on the note of good news and good messages and sweet messages i would like to ask you about one of the biggest recognitions which you might have got for your work this relates to time magazine considering you as one of the favorites to win the nobel peace prize this year how has this news affected the fact checking community or i must say the journalistic community at large and has it brought any changes in the community I don't think it has brought any change. I don't think it has affected. All of us are working very independently. There isn't much of a camaraderie. But as far as alt news is concerned, of course, after sort of a sustained period of attack that we faced earlier this year, any such recognition, even if it is Time magazine or listing us, listing us as favorites, it it always feels good that we have faced certain tough times but of course at somewhere some place there is some recognition coming and it is not all futile but beyond that it also international recognition is also important in these times because it also brings a certain sense of safety that next time again when we attack and we will be i think but they'll have to put more thought into it because it'll become bigger and bigger news the fact that the government is going after us that become bigger and bigger news uh, as more such hopefully more such recognition rolls in keeping the government in mind what do you think about the future of fact checking and journalism industry in india given the current political climate actually given the current political climate it is very difficult to figure out what's going to happen in the future things change so fast we never thought that the decline of media will happen this fast there was a just 8 years 9 years ago everybody was questioning the union government on corruption on on issues of women's safety and so on and so forth there were huge protests across the country against corruption for women's safety and all of that and now protests are considered anti national whatever protests that were happening now the government is branding them as anti national so the country has gone through a huge change and so has the media organizations or the journalistic landscape where all those people who are questioning the government they are extremely afraid to question the government they have been co-opted by the government given the present circumstances and given the fact that as a country we have failed to actually even think that this is how fast decline is going to be i i don't want to try and say okay this is what is going to happen in the future but things don't look good and there are no signs of it looking up either there's no new sign that things are going to change this is just going in the same direction we don't know what's going to happen i don't want to end the podcast in a gloomy note so my last question to you would be at the end of the day fact checking and journalism is for the people how can we the common people help journalists and fact checkers and how we can help you guys in fighting misinformation and disinformation online what can we do with our basic smartphones that we have right now in a way put up a small resistance i think we the common people should start making more noise and start demanding a cleaner information ecosystem we should should want our children to firstly learn how to look at information how to look see whether it's authentic more authentic and there's not just about political information there are so many kinds of scams that are happening uh, just because we have pushed a whole country into the digital arena and the world into a digital arena there's so many people who are scamming people online there's so many different kinds of scams happening so it's not just about political disinformation it's not just about medical disinformation we saw covid times and there's so much medical disinformation the information ecosystem is broken and we as people should demand that governments media organizations everybody who's responsible should start cleaning it up vs people because the common question is hey 
what should people do at an individual level about disinformation at an individual level people don't have the time to look at disinformation day every day people have to live their lives it is not their responsibility to ensure that the information ecosystem is clean they have to go to their jobs you know the half an hour they get maybe at lunch time and when they're scrolling social media it is a job of the social media companies the government the journalists the fact checkers the educators everybody to ensure that the society is more equipped to deal with this enormous information e- ecosystem and that there is a very genuine attempt at ensuring that it is it stays as clean as possible with this note i must conclude this discussion thank you prateek for this informative and interesting conversation and this is me anumita goswami signing off thank you for joining the nordic asia podcast showcasing nordic collaboration in studying asia you have been listening to the nordic asia podcast